Boom. Welcome back to another episode of Three Walls and a BLP. I hope everybody out there is doing well. I hope everybody's staying safe. I know things are a little bit different, um, but thanks for coming in, spending the evening with Mike and I. We're going to get into a few of our favorite all-time games, a few things to discuss for um, activities to do while you're quarantined. And then we're going to go into the best athletes to wear the uniform numbers 1 through 25. So I'm excited to get into that. I know Mike is as well, so let's do it. Oh, well, imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear, no, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words. What a beautiful wedding, what a beautiful wedding, says a bridesmaid to a waiter, but what a shame, what a shame, the poor groom's bride is a whore. What's going on, Matt? Hey, Mike, a beautiful, uh, beautiful cut scene on the um, intro song. Right uh, I, I thought it was perfect. I was like, wait a second, I gotta let this roll for a couple more seconds. You really couldn't have done it any better. We're so. getting pretty good at this. Mike, how you doing, man? You hanging in there? How's the house? House is good. Uh, hanging in as best we can. We got the whole fam home, so you know, a lot of lot of people with not a lot to do, but you know, we're making the most of it. I know. I actually I went from my office to the basement to the living room and back today, so you can call me a world traveler. You could. Did you change what you were wearing for each room to make it feel like you were doing something special? I brought my passport and I had different outfits for every single room. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, we got a big show tonight, man. I know um, it's been a couple of days since we've hopped on and done a pod, um, but you and I were bouncing back and forth. We didn't want to come back and just talk. We kind of wanted to bring some new new ideas, new segments, um, and then hopefully create a little bit of a discussion going forward over the next couple of weeks as we, one, just kind of brace what's going on, but also I think open up to a really, really cool sports topic that we uh, – we uncovered. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this this uh, discussion we're gonna have later on tonight. Uh, this is gonna be a good episode. Like Matt, like you said, we're just gonna try and you know, keep things light, keep things fun. Uh, we know everything's a little bit crazy going on out there, but you know we want to get on and di- give a little bit of distraction. But Matt, let's start as we always do today in sports history. What do you got for me um, today in sports history? Bo Jackson signed a one year contract with the Chicago White Sox. Bo knows, baby. Bo knows. One of the greatest, just pure athletes. Yeah, his career definitely ended too soon. What could have been? That's an all-time discussion right there. Yeah. I mean, you just look at highlights of him in college at Auburn and his brief NFL career and then his brief MLB career and just what what a treat it was to watch him, I'm sure. Not that we were. Not to get down a rabbit hole, but he he certainly opened up uh, you know, opportunities for other athletes like Michael Jordan, uh, Deion Sanders, some guys did, you know, dual sports guys. Yeah. You know, without him, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if, you know, the best athletes in, in uh, their sports were really looking at playing other sports, but I think Bo definitely opened people's eyes to being like, hey, you can be absolutely dominating in two sports if you're right. a freak. What's yours? All right, so I got a bit of a funny one. I knew you were going to pick this one. I knew it. Yeah. We, so me and Matt, I think we go on the same website to pull, like, fun. Yeah. And uh, we, I can, we can always kind of tell who's going to pick which one. Um. But mine is in this day in 2019, in a game between the San Antonio Spurs and the Denver Nuggets, Greg Popovich was ejected an NBA record 63 seconds into the game. 
That's remarkable. Just absolutely outstanding. He uh, he's one of a kind. One of my favorite coaches, personalities in sports, from his sideline interviews to his post game interviews to his antics. He's just he's a real treat. He's definitely an all timer and arguably top three coaches of all time in basketball. Yes. So. Oh, and I got your year for you, 1991. Okay. I apologize. Okay, I like that. But shout out, Pop. We appreciate everything you do for the game. Um, yeah, so Matt, what uh, – I know the whole world's kind of on quarantine, lockdown, trying to find things to do. What have you been up to during this quarantine? Have you been watching anything, Get finding new hobbies? You know, just kind of what, what's been getting through the days here? I know. I'm going to be such a complete, like, boner with this answer. Um, I'm trying to hold off with, like, Netflix shows for as long as I can. Um, thankfully, the weather's starting to get nice, so as much as I can, I've been trying to go outside. Um, I haven't started Tiger King. I haven't started any of the new stand-ups. Um, so I'm, I'm just holding off. I know I'm going to need it. I'm going to need to rely on it here in the next couple weeks, but I'm trying to hold off as long as possible. So you might have to carry this segment. Yeah, I'm with you on No Tiger King. I think we, we were talking before the pod where uh, we're kind of sick of it. It's just absolutely everywhere. We can't get away from it. So we, I think I can go on a limb and say three balls in the BLP will not be discussing Tiger King in any length for any immediate time in the future. Uh, so if you Yeah, if you're tuned in for that, um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not sorry, but it's just, it's everywhere and we just, we need a break from it. So no Tiger King. For an anti-Tiger King pod. Yeah, for now. Maybe in like October of next year, we'll be like, hey, uh, you seen Tiger King yet? Yeah, but October, we're, that's a false tease because in October, the last thing on my mind is going to be Tiger King. I'm going to be geared up and just fully toward college football mode. That's true. All right. So maybe we'll, we won't ever discuss Tiger King. We probably are not going to ever discuss that's that. That's fine. Show. I'm good with that. <laughs> you can get that from any other podcast or any other meme, whatever. But anyway, uh, so – yeah, absolutely. Like you, I've been trying to like stay busy as much as I can. I uh, went down a real rabbit hole of Netflix standups. Um, kind of got turned on to this. I, I watched uh, Burt Kreischer's new one, Hey Big Boy. Oh, he's – it was absolutely hilarious. I was audibly laughing for the entire hour and 10-minute runtime. Is he the guy who always just takes his shirt off? Yep, he's the big – <laughs> the larger dude with no shirt that's drinking during his shows. And I, I didn't realize he had like four on Netflix. Um, the reason I watched his new one was I got turned on to a new podcast a couple weeks ago, Fighter and the Kid with Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub. A little plug for them. Their stuff is phenomenal. Um, absolutely hilarious. And he was on there just kind of promoting his show. But that whole podcast was three stand-up comedians just talking. And I was listening to it at work when, you know, work was a real thing and you left your house to go to it and you saw other yeah, people. What's that like? <laughs> I don't even know. But, uh, and I had to physically stop myself from listening to it at my desk because I was laughing so loud and so hard. People were looking at me like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, usually, usually you get frowned upon, looked at differently when you're enjoying being at your office. Yeah, so I put a pin in it, listened to it at home, watched it stand up. Uh, absolutely hilarious. And then one of his good buddies, uh, Burt Kreischer's buddies, is Tom Segura. He just dropped oh, yeah. a new Netflix stand up, I think last week, called uh, Ball Hog. And let me tell you, this was the funniest stand up I've ever watched in my life. Like, as 
maybe as funny as Dave Chappelle's first stand-ups on Netflix, but I was literally crying laughing. Had to pause because I didn't want to miss any of the jokes because I was laughing so much. But he's absolutely hilarious. Um, definitely recommend Tom Segura Ballhog, Burt Kreischer, uh, Hey Big Boy, and then their back catalog of specials because they're all hilarious. Um, so I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. Not a bad way. How about, wait, so full full disclosure, how long did you spend in this rabbit hole? I mean, each special was like an hour. I think they have oh like three each, so it's like six hours. Oh, goodness. Well, there are worse ways to spend six hours, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, I basically looked at it like I could watch like 12 episodes of The Office or six stand-ups that I hadn't seen before. So Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but definitely recommend those. And then just kind of trying to stay busy as much as possible outside of that. It's not easy. It's... You definitely have to get creative. So one of the things I'm trying to do is the entire month of April, and this is why I said, like, I'm going to get just shunned and made fun of and just being a total weirdo. I'm trying to run one mile every day for the month of April just because, well, why not? What else do I have going on? So yeah, I'm three days down. Um, and so you can't get to 30 without getting to three. And I will say it's getting harder each day. I'm not proud to admit that, but wish me luck. Yeah, that's good. We were, uh, I don't do cardio. Cardio is the worst thing in the world to me. Um, bunch of guys at work were going to do the Phillies 5K at CBP, Philly Stadium here. It got pushed, but they like, the whole group of them like signed up as a group. They were like, oh yeah, Mike, like you can do the 5K with us. And I was like, nope. We should know. We should do a pod event where we do something like that. But every 5K for like every half a mile, you have to chug a beer. Like a beer mile, essentially. Yeah. But beer five k. Beer five k. Yeah, sure. But I was like, uh, yeah, I'll be at the bar at the finish at the start line and finish line, waiting for you guys, getting nice and sauced, and you guys can be miserable and running. Yeah, that's how I was going to spend the five k. But unfortunately, it was postponed. But unfortunately, huh? Yeah, I mean, for them. Oh uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> they were training pretty hard for it, so. Shout out those guys from work. Uh, I know they were looking forward to it, but you know, didn't. Good happen. luck, boys. Yeah, yeah. We were talking also about doing these at home workouts. Matt, you're fortunate enough to have a full squat rack, bench press, everything, and I'm stuck here with resistance bands and 15 pound dumbbells and perfect push ups. And you have paint cans. I, I do have paint cans. I uh, needed a little bit more weight on my curls and everything like that, so I got some old paint cans from the back of the basement. Brush the dust off of them. You're going to get torched by our friends for this. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, we missed the gym. We missed the gym and we need to stay in shape and channel our, our aggression and everything in some way. So I'm over here curling paint cans and just making the best of it as best I can. It's not going. It's 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 going. <laughs> but, you know. So I got to be honest. The whole goal with putting an old – weight bench and a squat rack in our backyard was not to one day get through this like global pandemic we were just trying to be as big a douchebags as we could <laughs> yep the pump palace so place. you know i guess it does pay every once in a while it pays to be a douchebag yeah write that down kids yep that if you get nothing more out of any one of the podcasts mike and i have ever created i want you to take that take that and run with it yeah that's that's Life Lessons featuring Matt and Mike on 3 Lawson at PLP.
We will not be writing a book. No, no. Not on that. Not, not at all. All right, kind of pivoting out off of our quarantine activities, uh, you know, the major sports networks that are 24-hour sports are scrambling to find some some content to put out and put on their networks. And uh, I've seen a lot of, like, classic games like Super Bowls, National Championships, stuff like that come out. And uh, Matt, it kind of got me thinking, what's one sporting event that you've seen in your lifetime that doesn't feature – a team you root for or you're a fan of that you will always remember and like be able to recall and be like, Oh, this game, remember it, everything, every, as much as you can. Yeah. I'm actually going to steal the, the ESPN just put this on the other day. It was the national championship uh, men's NCAA national title game, Kansas Jayhawks versus the Memphis Tigers. Oh. When Cal Pari was still at Memphis. Derrick Rose was there uh, playing against Mario Chalmers. Game I think Kansas was like heavily, heavily favored in that game, but Memphis dragged it to overtime, and then Mario Mario Chalmers hit that dagger three, and they won the game. Um, It was just on the other day, but I remember I would think I was in it was in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade. So me and you would have been in eighth or ninth grade when that title game was on, and I just remember being glued to the edge of my seat watching it. Yeah, that, that's an all-time game. I mean, Derrick Rose missed those free throws at the end of regulation. Uh, Char- Chalmers hit a three to like tie it, send it to overtime, then he hit the three to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Memphis got hit with a boatload of scandals, and Calipari got his ass out of town. But you know, went to Kentucky. That's his thing. He does his thing. You know, he gets his high recruits, whatever it takes, and says see ya. That was a fun game, though. I. I... I'm not the biggest big uh, Bill Self fan. I was definitely rooting for Memphis in that game. I'm just because they kind of out of nowhere too, and uh, that yeah. was that was definitely mine. What about you? So I'm also going to piggyback off of what ESPN has been playing recently. With uh, I think this was on a couple of nights ago, and I'm talking about the Texas USC 2006 Rose Bowl for the national Ooh. championship. All timer right there. All timer. The amount of talent that was on that field unbelievable and the game absolutely lived up to the hype it was back and forth matt liner vince young reggie bush lendell white michael huff brian rackpo jamal charles like i could keep going brian cushing ray maluga clay matthews like the greatest Wasn't earl thomas on that team earl too thomas. earl thomas was on the team um lima swede was the top wide out for texas at the time like that was an all timer and Vince Young with like 500 yards of total offense. Yeah. Wendell White had three touchdowns. Reggie Bush did Reggie Bush things. Well, he was the reason they lost the game in all honesty when he tried to do that pitch. Yeah. He broke three. He's had oh. like a 40 yard run. He tried to do the pitch. USC was running away with it at that point. And then the momentum just swung on a dime. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, I mean, yeah, that game is awesome. All-time game. Mac Brown finally gets his title. Vince Young didn't win the Heisman, but absolutely balled out. And I think it was something like of the 44 guys that saw the field in that game, 34 of them were drafted in the first three rounds. Like Sounds about right. Yes. Sounds about right. That's an all-timer. The only one, the only one that I've actually and personally seen that I think even compares to that game was the um, most recent Rose Bowl game between Georgia and Oklahoma with Baker and Sony Michelle. And, oh, my God, that was such a game. That was such a game. Yeah, and you were at that game, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Me, Colin, nice. and Luke were there. Shout out, boys. Hope you're doing well. Man, we that was such a cool spot. And that's probably – I mean, it was the same stadium, same game, Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, Grand Island <laughs> There's just something special. Like, it's heaven on earth, in all honesty. If you haven't been, and I know it's not an easy ticket to get, but, oh, my God, there's probably few – I can count them on one hand sporting events that I would recommend above the Rose Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And then another game that I always remember, just because I had like I wasn't a fan of this team, but I had a, my best friend growing up, Spencer. He was a big Florida Gators fan. Him and his family were big fans. And the following national championship, Florida versus Ohio State, two thousand seven. Oh, what a dumpster fire! Where Ohio State played Michigan in the one versus two game, and then rolled to the, or they didn't even have the Big Ten title. Yeah, it was before as, title games. Went in as huge favorites over Florida. It was the Chris Lee. They were thirteen point favorite. Yeah, something like that. And I mean, the talent on the on the field for that game too was ridiculous as well. But it was Chris Lee and Tim Tebow on the Florida game, and I just remember watching it with my buddy. And it Florida came out and punched him right in the throat, and ended up running away with it, forty one fourteen. And just well, they actually started the game. Started Ohio State. Ted Ginn returned the opening kickoff, and then I don't think they scored for another. That's right. Three quarters. Yeah, yeah. obviously it went up early, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is this isn't going to be fun." And then Urban and Chris Leak and Tim Tebow just made magic. Yeah, that was Urban's first title. Yeah, that that's just something I always remember. Every kind of thing about that game, just because watching it with with a good buddy or something like that. But that game was nuts. Yeah, I'm trying to find the opening spread of that. It has to, had to have been at least 13 or something. Because I think Florida had a loss or two going into that game. And there was like a huge separation between Ohio State, Michigan, and then everybody else. Yeah, that was still back in the BCS. But Florida only had one loss that year. I think it was to Miami, maybe. Uh, um, I can look. But, but yeah, because there was talk even They that lost time. to Auburn. Auburn. They lost to Auburn in October. Um, and that game was at Jordan-Hare. Yeah, that's a tough place to play. <laughs> Everywhere is a tough place to play down there. Um, yeah. I should have it here. I do also remember, like the lead up, it was like even though Michigan lost, they were like they're still the second best team. So let's just run it back. Like, yeah, but I'm glad they didn't. Like, yeah, you, can't, you can't do that two weeks in a row or two games in a row. You can't do that. But I really want to find this pregame line. I know I'm stuttering and sputtering, but yeah, two all-time college football games back to back. That was the start of the run of. SEC teams that dominated the championship. It was like Florida, LSU, Auburn, Florida, LSU. Yeah, that did kind of spearhead it. I mean, that kind of went until, what, Florida State won it in 2013 with Jameis against Auburn in the last BCS game. No, Florida State was only a touchdown favorite. It's actually not that bad. Ohio State, you mean? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was looking at Florida State on here thinking of it. Um, yeah. The highest one on here was actually the Miami. Uh, the U was favored by 12 to beat Ohio State in 2002. That's another all-timer. That was a good one. I was at that game, too. Again, the talent of that game. Yes. <laughs> the talent, I think every single player on the Miami Hurricanes defense went to the NFL. And Arguably yeah. the, the best defensive player to not finish his career Sean Taylor. Yep. God, he was so he was so good. He was the best player on that field. Was Ed Reed on that team too, or was he? Did he? No, so he left the year before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
because he got his title the year before and then he was gone. Um, yep, and then they ran through the regular season. Jonathan Vilma was on that team. Um, Sean Taylor. Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee. No, Portis was gone. That was McGahee's year. Um, was and they had Andre, Andre Johnson, Cullen Winslow Jr., um, Ken Dorsey. They were stacked. Yeah. Both teams were stacked, though. Yeah, those that was a fun, that was a fun the early two thousands were phenomenal. That was the introduction to the really shitty um, Fiesta Bowl field. Yeah, awful. That field is so bad. Awful. Me and you have talked about this probably a hundred times at nauseum. That field is probably the worst field I've ever seen, and it's they garbage. insist on playing there for these huge marquee football games. They play there, and the field is disgusting. It's it's not good. We've talked about the funniest it. thing is it's in fucking Phoenix, Arizona. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna grow some grass. Yeah, and they have two separate fields. They have the NFL field that they roll in for the yeah. Cardinals games, and they roll it out for their college field. And it's really cool how they do it. Like the entire surface is on these just massive rollers, like tank tank treads, and they just roll it out, put in the sun, water, roll it back in for the game, but. Just put some turf there. I mean, you play these yeah. marquee football games every single year. Just invest in some turf, and it's not like you're yeah. hurting for it. And they host Super Bowls. It's like, come on. Yeah, seriously. But all right, I wanted to. I thought that was a good little discussion to have there. Um, moving on, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, ESPN moved up the release date for the Jordan Bowles ten-part documentary series. It's now going to come out April nineteenth, as opposed to June. Did that kind of? It, do you think that was more so like, all right, we've got a captive audience. We need to get people happy. We need to keep people watching ESPN. And like, how excited are you to watch that? Because I cannot wait. I'm really excited. Like Extremely I, excited for it. Yeah. I think that has the potential to be just like the uh, the OJ documentaries that they put out a few years ago that won the. Oh, those are great. Like I think it's going to be on par with that, but probably. Um, but yeah, I, to answer your question, I think it, I mean it's a hundred percent the circumstances. I mean, their goal was to run the NBA season through, and then once the NBA was done, you still have those viewers because they turn it right into that yeah. after the uh, um, the NBA finals are over. But I mean, they're just they need to they have it. It's ready to go. They need to just play it. They need yeah. to air it. Yeah, they got to keep people watching somehow because. Somehow they just have nothing right now, and it sucks. I know, and people need honest to God, like the sports, the sports fandom, just that that market needs something to watch. Yeah, I need I need something to watch. So selfishly, I'm like Jesus Christ, can you play right now? Yeah, I need something new. I can't just keep watching old games and everything like that. Yeah, I I can't wait for that. April nineteenth, market calendars, ten parts, ESPN, ABC. No free ads. No. Are they rolling it in consecutive days or like they'll go Monday, Tuesday, like two weeks? So they're gonna, from what I saw, they're going to do the first episode the 19th, the second episode the 20th, and then the next two episodes the next week. So it's going to be like over like a uh, okay. five-week span, something like that, or you know whatever. Okay. Um, obviously subject to change if things come back, but I kind of like that. I, I like when um, – I mean, granted, I like when things get dropped all at once. You can binge it right through, but I also like, you know, dropping a couple, some time between the next ones just because it keeps that excitement and anticipation up. Yeah, it's not ESPN's first time. Yeah, they know what they're doing. I mean, they did it with. They definitely know what they're it's doing. It's Disney. They did it with uh, Disney Plus and The Mandalorian this past year, and they saw their numbers 
sore. So which was excellent. Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Great. It was like a space western with Star Wars, but that's that's kind of a free. Bill Burr was in that. I I keep forgetting Bill Burr was in that. He was. He was a little shithead in that. Yeah, he was. He was in uh, Breaking Bad too. Kind of played just a little weasel. Yeah. He's got that kind of weaselly face. In his voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to do it? I know this is our feature. I'm I'm really excited to do this. I spent I spent about an hour going through this, and I know it's only like the first quarter of the numbers for all uniforms, but I'm pretty excited to dive into this. Yeah, I got to give a quick shout out to my former Nova equipment workers or coworkers, Lionel Brody and Mike Milliken and Ashley Garrison. This I brought this up to Matt. We uh. When I was at Nova, we had like on slow days or like, you know, day like end of days when we were just waiting for laundry, we would get into these heated discussions about anything sports related, just, you know, all time baseball lineups, all time starting five, da, 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 stuff like that. And the most heated and most fun ones that we did was ranking the best athletes based on uniform number, based on like every sport, anything like that. And we got into some heated discussions, but brought this up to Matt and he, you were like, Let's let's roll with it. That's friggin' awesome. I was ready to do it yesterday when you brought it up. I'm like, <laughs> can we record right now? Yeah. So so we're gonna go through zero through twenty five right now, kind of break it up. Um, and then afterwards we'll post our lists and you guys can tear them to pieces, agree with us, or you know, whatever. But I think there's some pretty contentious ones. Sure. I mean, just going through like your your list is here and I'm looking at mine. Um, I think this is gonna be a fun this is gonna be fun. Yeah, um, I think we're gonna go at it for a little bit. Yeah, and we tried to go based like off the dome as much as possible, not doing so much research. But there are some numbers where it's just like, what the hell? Whoever wore this number, and then you look at it and you're like, oh shit, that's. I won't. I won't lie. There were a few I was like, oh crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you look at it and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> makes sense. Before we dive in, what do you think the best out of from uh, zero? I, I know you did zero. I didn't actually do zero. Um, I did just one to twenty five. So I'm gonna roll with you on zero but out of that zero to 25 which number do you think was the hardest um i mean i think 24 was really hard and three was also pretty hard i think i didn't see who you put for three i think you're, you're gonna you're not gonna like who i put at three but I, I was gonna say i think 24 was the hardest 24 was definitely the hardest um the easiest 21 was kind of hard too for me yes i'll also say that 21 is is difficult but uh, let's get into it. You didn't have anything for zero because I didn't mention zero, and I just kind of went off the top with it. But wait, I thought it was just so clearly and unbelievably obvious that it was going to be Russell Westbrook. Uh, sure, you know why not? You can <laughs> you can take that. Uh, I'm going to go actually it's technically double zero, but Robert Parrish, the Chief, on those great Celtics teams from the '70s and '80s, just absolute dominant big man. Yeah, you have to. I think you I have mean, to. There's no real other option. So I think we differ at number one. Then we do. Um, I went Warren Moon. All right. Well, give me your, give me your reasoning, your thoughts. Hall of Famer, um, kind of a trend center with with the way he played, um, and I mean, there's some cultural significance to him in the NFL, uh, being an African American quarterback, and probably the best Houston Oiler, Tennessee Titan ever play. Yeah. Also played in the CFL before coming to the NFL. Dominated in college all time. Definitely hard to not pick him, but my first love was always basketball. So I got to go with at one Oscar Robertson. Uh, mm-hmm. Just one of the all time greats in the game. 
Averaged a triple-double, uh, MVP, national champion, all-time team, just one of the more – the basically the first all-around player in the NBA that comes to mind. Uh, but Warren mm-hmm. Moon's a great pick. I mean, that was kind of one where I was like – it's I think it's Oscar, but it's hard to, hard to argue against Warren. Oh, I mean, the trend with – there's no wrong answer to any of these. I think um, a lot – there's going to be some bias that comes in. Yeah. For all of these, I'm going to have some – there's a few that I think I'm just choosing just to spite you, and I'll be honest when I say that, yeah. <laughs> just just to make this fun. But uh, there, there's really no answer. I mean, the reason these guys are even on this list is because they were excellent in their sport. So. Yeah, and I, we should have said this – we should have said this straight off the top. This is our list. Like, this is what we believe, our thoughts. We're not saying this is the end-all, yeah. be-all. So don't come at us with that. You can come at it. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. Come, come no, at us with it no. because we want. We're going to put this on social media. Come this at is, us. I'm more than happy to have a conversation. My list is the only correct list, and Matt's list is the only <laughs> correct list. Come at us. At me, M Gettys thirty one, Michael Gettys everything. Come at us. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna cut all the BS you said just before that. So bring it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, who you got for two? This is what one we uh, agreed on. Uh, Derek Jeter, no questions. It's, yeah, it's Derek Jeter. It's obvious. Uh, the only one I could think of other than Jeter was Moses Malone. Being a Sixers fan, it's you know kind of the homer in me. But, yeah, it's Jeter. I mean – It's Jeter. One of the greatest shortstops of all time. Five-time World Series champ. Also has a great cameo in the other guys. You did. You think – so – okay. Here's a, here's a take. Here's a question. Give it to me. Derek Jeter, he still has as much success as he's had. But for any other team other than the Yankees, is he still as big in baseball? I don't think so. I don't think so either. His numbers, like outside of the 3,000 hits and everything like that, are pretty pedestrian. Like Not pedestrian, but like on par with other all-time shortstops. I think it's just he was the leader of those classic 90s and 2000s Yankees teams. He got done in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, and he gave a gift bag to any girl that – Stayed over at his apartment after they left. <laughs> he gave a whole lot more than a gift bag, Mike. Well, yeah, but it was like, all right, you can leave, and here's a gift bag. So that's a discussion for another day. All time. Um, yeah, Derek Jeter, number two, clear cut. You're going with another homer at three, aren't you? I am, but it's like I I don't think it's that far fetched. I'm going to Allen Iverson. It's not far fetched, but it's not right. I mean, I I think it's right. What do you? What? I, I don't. I mean, all right. So who do you got? Who do you got at three? All right, Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator. I appreciate it. Yep. I like it. You're wrong, but you know that's. We're talking all sports here. Like we're not limiting this to basketball. Three out of your first four have been basketball players. That's fine. I, I mean, you have your opinions. They're wrong, but you can have them. What? Why, why Dale Earnhardt? Give me give me some reasoning. I don't I don't hate that pick, but. He's just – he's better than – so NASCAR is a niche sport, I will say. Yes. But the success that he had, the legend that he still carries, I think is a little – it's over – it outspeaks Allen Iverson. Ah, See, I can't – I can't – I can't agree with that. I mean, Iverson had – his move was so iconic, the crossover. He crossed up Jordan as a rookie. He averaged 30 points a game for his career as a six-foot – I mean, he wasn't six foot, but he was listed at six foot. 
took a hodgepodge of Sixers teams to playoff runs and went toe to toe with the Kobe Shaq Lakers of the in the middle of their three peat and single handedly won the first game of the finals. I just I I don't know. I, the funniest part about this whole thing is we're probably leaving out the best person to ever wear the number three. You mean George Herman Ruth? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sasha Pavlovich. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Pavlovich. Uh, his, I hate him. His stupid, dumb-looking face whenever the Cavs just couldn't get enough points against either the Spurs or the Magic. There was always Sasha fucking Pavlovich standing there. Yeah, but I think you're right. The real answer that everybody's going to say is Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Probably, arguably, the best baseball player of all time. Yeah, and one thing, I I will, full disclaimer, a lot of these are probably going to be, my list is going to be geared a little bit more towards people I watched play. Like, yeah, Babe Ruth's incredible, but I was not even a figment of an imagination in, like, my great-grandparents' head when he was playing baseball. So yeah. And I mean, um, if we're basing this list off of guys you want to go out and have beers with and then go watch play, it's Babe Ruth. I, I, okay. I yeah, I'll give you that. Like I, <laughs> I still actually say you're wrong. I'd rather have a beer with Dale Earnhardt. But then you'd rather you'd rather have a beer with Dale Earnhardt than watch him go race NASCAR? Because I would rather have yeah, a beer I mean, with Babe Ruth, watch him go pitch a game, hit three home runs, and then get more beers afterwards. Okay, yes. Is that whole thought a little bit morbid considering the way that he actually passed away? Yeah, yeah. but I still would rather go have a beer with Dale Earnhardt. I mean, we probably you probably wouldn't pay for him, Budweiser. Oh, oh yeah. But and they'd be in the old old black cans. Oh, oh yeah. let's go. But all right, that's our first contentious one of the day. Uh, we got some more coming, Matt. Who you got for? Four? We're gonna have plenty more. The Gun Slinger, Brett Favre. All right, give me why. Watch, go watch his Monday Night Football game the day after his dad passed away. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's an all-time performance. Probably. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he comes with, like, a whole lot of extra cell phone baggage. <laughs> like, he's the full package, no pun intended. Uh, he, everybody saw some of his full package, but... um. <laughs> That's right. Bob we've ever done. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. But I mean, when you think number four, it's number four, Bobby Orr. You know, I mean, it's it's in his name. Like you can't say the number four without thinking Bobby Orr. It's he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time, greatest defenseman of all time. Has an iconic goal in the Stanley Cup where he scores and then goes flying through the air. There's a statue up in Boston. I hate the Bruins. I hate everything Boston. But he's arguably the greatest hockey player of all time. I think it's Bobby Orr. Yeah. Or so, Iron Man Lou Gehrig. I think yeah. I think I was it's those are those are my two. Um I don't know what you were between after Brett Favre. I think it was probably one of those. So two. Bobby Orr was my next one. Yeah. Yeah. I just I can't think I mean, and this is also partial because of ESPN and their top ten and whenever it's Bushy Gross, he's always like number four Bobby Orr. So it's kind of been ingrained in my head as like, okay, number four athlete Bobby Orr, but um yeah, Brett Favre's okay, I guess. Okay. Gunslinger. <laughs> Led the league and or was the all-time touchdown leader and still is the all-time interception leader. So, love yeah. that. All-time record right there. All right, who you got for five? I have Johnny Bench at five. Okay. 
I really can't say anything specific for why. He's just with me, I don't know what it was or why, or maybe it's just me personally. His name is more recognizable to me personally than Joe DiMaggio. This one, I thought this one was hard. This one might have been the hardest um, because, like, I, I didn't see any of those guys play. Yeah, I mean, jo- Johnny Bench is one of the, all, the is probably the greatest catcher of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, won like every Gold Glove and was part of the Big Red Machine back in the day. So it's hard to argue that. I just think Joe DiMaggio in the history of baseball is just one of those like iconic figures. He's got probably the greatest record that will never be broken that 56 game hit streak. I mean, he also dated Marilyn Monroe, like he's kind of he did it all. He did it all. Um, I, but I, I mean, I think it, this one definitely was hard because these guys, I mean, with guys that we watch now, it's like J.R. Smith. I mean, Oh, you didn't want the Cleveland Browns, uh, Jeff Garcia at five. I mean, you could have also gone San Francisco 49ers, Jeff Garcia or Pat yep. Burrell for the Phillies. There you go. You want to get burled. <laughs> a lot of a lot of young ladies in Philadelphia would probably back in the two thousands would go Pat Burrell, but possibly, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any arguing either of those two choices. Two iconic all time baseball players, right there. But uh, all right, who you got for six? I th- this is one we both agreed on. It's hard to disagree on this one. It really is. Miami Heat, LeBron. How bad are you at me right now? Not at all, because I expected it. <laughs> <laughs> I have Bill Russell. I think this one this one was easy. Yeah. I mean, 11 championships as a player and a player coach, hard to argue. The only one that you could probably throw up with him is maybe Dr. J. Yeah. But there's a huge gap between the two of them. Right. Um, and a lot of people see Dr. J as 32 with the ABA, so, you know, whatever. But – Yes, yeah, it's Bill Russell. Eleven championships in the NBA, one. one championship in the in college, player coach, the MV, MV, Finals MVP trophy is named after him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just look at him; he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to linger too much on six. That one was pretty easy. Yeah, straightforward. Um, so seven years. This is this is one of the funny ones that you put on there. I think. Well, I have to because I have to go back to something I said a couple episodes ago with my favorite Cleveland athlete growing up. You do, and I appreciate that. You were number seven. I appreciate it. Who is it? So my favorite person to ever wear seven, I'm going to say favorite because I don't think he was the best, was Kenny Lofton. It's hard to argue. Kenny Kenny Lofton. All-time Cleveland great. Hit the first home run <laughs> in Citizens Bank Park history for the Phillies. Right. Um but then you come to your senses, and the real answer for you is, I put John Elway. <laughs> yeah, John Elway's great. Back to back Super Bowls, also pulled an all time move of just being like, "Hey, Colts, don't draft me. I'm gonna go play baseball." <laughs> just savagery. He started it. I mean, he set the stage, set a precedent for Eli. Yeah, and maybe Joe Burrow in the coming months, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, seven I want uh, Mickey Mantle I think like when you're looking at these single digits it's hard to not pick any of the great Yankees because they don't have any single digits available for their athletes to wear anymore they're all mm-hmm. retired 
And I think Mickey Mantle is just one of those all-time greats, all-time name too. Like Mickey Mantle, that kid was born to be a baseball player at the highest level. So not really, I mean, seven was kind of one of those ones where it's like, there's been a lot of great athletes to wear it, but it's, it's hard to really narrow it down between like who was the best. And I mean, Elway Mantle. I thought seven was tough. Like I, I thought there would be a little bit more of a standout. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are kind of like on the same level playing field there. Like you think like Michael yeah. Vick. Who else were seven? Who else were you thinking for seven? So you could put David Beckham there. You could. Uh, I'm not, but someone you could. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying. I'm staying loyal to my boy. Could also go Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of guys at seven that are good, but it's just kind of like apples and oranges. I think you're picking straws. Yeah, I don't think either of those cliches applied to what I was trying to say there, but yeah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> I know. Who you got for eight? So eight, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get into it here. I think we are. So I got a disclaimer. I got a disclaimer for anybody who I've picked on this list and will in the future pick on this list. You had to wear this uniform number your entire career. Okay, we didn't. We didn't establish this. Beforehand. No, but that's fine. But yeah, like, yep, yep. We didn't have to. I, yeah, for your this list. is how I'm choosing. Your this list. is how I'm choosing my list. Fine. So who you got? Number eight, Alexander Ovechkin. Okay. Ovi, the grade eight. Yep. Since he, the only knock you could ever have on that guy is he wasn't going to win a title, a Stanley Cup, and, well, he took care of that. Yeah. I will say, as a Flyers fan who hates him, him winning the cup was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, Got to respect greatness. It was – yeah, you have to respect greatness. This is a good number, though. Eight, you can – I mean, we're, I'm going to get my ass absolutely handed to me on a silver platter by saying that. But Yeah. And, I mean, I'm looking at who I picked, and I'm, the two guys that I was up, up in the air against, I didn't even leave. I didn't even include one of the other ones. But I want either Kobe or Steve Young. Um, oh, I know you forgot. I forgot Yogi. You forgot Cal Ripken, too. Also Cal Ripken. Also former sixth man of the year for the Philadelphia 76ers in 2001, Aaron McKee. <laughs> current Temple. Yeah, how dare you? I mean. Adam Morrison. He was three. Oh, why did I think he wore eight? I don't know. He's definitely not going to be my three. <laughs> um, yeah, I went Kobe, Steve Young. If we're going off of you got to wear your whole career, I'd go Steve Young. Um, okay. definitely kind of overshadowed by Joe Montana, but the dude was a baller at BYU. Yeah. Stepped in for the 49ers when Joe Montana got hurt a couple of times and didn't miss a beat and finally got the monkey off his back and won the Super Bowl 55 to 10. I think, I think that was his Ooh. Super Bowl. It's the Bengals. Anyway, but he, I mean, the, you, if you look at the 90s 49ers, they had absolutely no drop-off ever when their quarterback yeah. switched. Um, and, I mean, Steve Young, one of the great NFL announcers or analysts right now. So, mm-hmm. kudos to Hugh. But also Kobe, got to throw him in there. Just have to. three championships to. in eight, 81 points in eight, just all time. Um, right. Hard to argue. But, yeah, eight was a good one. And then, I mean, we left off Yogi, obviously one of the more famous catchers in baseball history, another famous Yankee, wearing a single digit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nine was fun too. I think we, uh, I think we said the same one for nine. Yeah, Mr. Hockey, Gordia. Oh yeah. Um, if you don't think Bobby Orr is the greatest hockey player of all time, you probably think it's Gordie Howe. Or, I mean, we can get well, we can get to him. We'll get there. Yeah, we got a few more. We got some numbers to cross off before we get there. Yeah, but I mean, top obviously those those guys are top three all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get a nickname like Mister Hockey on the Detroit Red Wings who play in Hockey Town. It's hard to argue that you're one of the greatest of all time at that number. Right. So we agreed there. I mean, there are a lot of people we left off here. The guy who's probably going to have the most touchdowns in the NFL. Um, I forgot about Ted Williams. Roger Maris is here. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot a lot of people at nine, but um, we were in agreement there with Gordie Howe. Yeah, yeah. Gordie Howe's the right answer. Um, I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> agreed. Uh, all right, who you got 10? 10 we disagreed on, and I think – I don't think you saw my 10 coming at all. And I also didn't see your 10 coming at all. So my 10 and so going a little off the wall here because his impact, I think on his sport and for his country was a little bit stronger than some of the other guys who you could put here. Diego Maradona. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, Brought the world cup back to Argentina. You're right. He did. Um, But this just came to me as you were saying this. Uh, there's another famous 10 that also played soccer. Uh, goes by the name of Pele. I know. And I left him off. And again, so my only reason, he might be a better soccer player, but for what he did for his country, I'm going with Maradona. Okay. I I mean, it's fine. I, I don't think he's... Tell me I'm wrong. I, I mean, I think you're wrong, but I also... It's going against the grain here. Yeah. I mean, I also went against, way against the grain on mine, I think. Um I went with Earl the Pearl Monroe. I don't think a lot of our listeners are going to know who he is, but he was one of the all-time great basketball players. He was kind of influenced by, you know, he grew up in the streets of Philadelphia playing like backyard or back alley hoops and the nickname Jesus of the Blacktop, Um, all-timer for the Bullets, MVP champion for the Knicks. Just he's one of my favorite players. Um, definitely against the grain. You know, I think if you're thinking basketball number ten, you're thinking Clyde Frazier for the Knicks. But I just think Earl Monroe brought that kind of flash and pizzazz to the game. And that was before, mm-hmm. you know, it was really popular on TV and everything like that. So not a lot of people got to watch him and experience it unless you were at the games. But I, I mean, that's my number ten. Um Mike, that's a good one. That's a really, really good one. I had I completely forgot about him. Um, I will say I left off Chipper Jones, Chipper, uh, Fran Tarkington, yep, um, Lionel Messi also wore ten because of the guy that I named. But yep, I mean you got Pele, um, you got Neymar, Landon Donovan. For going, yeah, some good ones, some real good ones. Yeah, ten is one of those like. But, for soccer, ten is like the highest honor you can get to wear that number. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool that like I mean each sport kind of has that like basketball is kind of twenty three. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what baseballs would be. I think it might be one of the single digits or forty four maybe in baseball. Forty four, forty two, but I mean you can't wear that. Yeah, but ten in soccer, it, but... 
is always reserved for either the best player or the most respected player on that team. And I think that's one of the coolest kind of sport-wide traditions in mm-hmm. in the world. Um, little tangent there, but all right, who you got for? Where'd you go with eleven? Who you got? I'm Mark Messier. Okay, not hard to argue that one, but I, I will. Give me, give me why. <laughs> no, of course you will. Um, again, so some of these two, um, a little bit more recognizable for me. Um, I know. So I went back and forth between two people on this one: Isaiah Thomas and Mark Messier. Um, I was able to watch a little. <laughs> I was able to watch a little bit of Messier play. Um, I was, you know, focused a little bit more on on hockey at a younger age than even like watching the NBA, which is weird because I played basketball, but I didn't play hockey. I know that's weird. Yeah. Um, but that's where I went. Yeah. And as a guy that hates the Rangers, I'm going to say you're wrong and Messier can <laughs> kick rocks. I mean, he is one of the greatest of all time, but you know, respect with the Oilers, with the Rangers, whatever he did. That's awesome. You know, cool for him. But, uh, I went Isaiah Thomas. That's the right choice. Bad Boys Pistons, dominant in college, dominant in the NBA, back-to-back titles, one in, the, one in college with Bobby Knight. And if you can be one of the players that absolutely got under the skin of Michael Jordan to the point where you're one of the top four players in the league and Jordan's saying, if he's on this Olympic team, I'm not coming, I think <laughs> that puts you in another stratosphere. Whereas he had permanent residency in Michael Jordan's head rent free and probably still does. I mean, they kind of hashed it out now, but that whole like storyline in the early nineties where Jordan couldn't get past, past the Pistons, couldn't get past the Pistons finally did Pistons walked off the court without shaking hands. Jordan says he's not going to be on the same team as me just all time. I think it's, I think it's Isaiah Thomas. Um, and I mean, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. Yeah. Didn't even- the storyline. I mean, you can't you can't question the storyline. It's incredible. Um, I think there are definitely two. So when I was looking back through numbers, I think there were two that were above and beyond, like well, well past the rest. And I think Isaiah Thomas and Mark Messier separated. Um, yeah. yeah. I just went one way, and you went the other. Yeah. Which you know, one of us was right, one of us was wrong. We'll let everybody else decide. But ah, uh, yeah. Let's. So, are any of us even going to question twelve? I mean, twelve and thirteen, I think, are two layups. Um, it's Brady. Agreed. Brady and Wilta Stilt for twelve and thirteen, respectively. Yeah, I don't think there's really any point in spending too much time on this, other than maybe mention some notables at twelve because there are a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks. Um, Terry, John Stockton there as well. Terry Bradshaw, Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, they don't hold a candle to Tom no. as much as that hurts to say. I know. But whatever. Six titles. It's cool, I guess. <laughs> Good for him. Couldn't be uh, – no, yeah. he didn't. And then, did beat the Eagles. But whatever. I'm, I'm over it. And uh, 13. Well, uh, 13. There's nobody. Um, probably just – well, Marino. Marino. But, I mean, I mean, it's Marino, maybe Rodriguez, A-Rod. But I think Wilt is just – Light. Above and beyond, it's just a clear runaway favorite. Light years ahead. Um, yeah, fourteen was another one where it was like a couple of obvious choices, and then a bunch of other ones. Um, we differed here. Who, who do you got? 
Um, I have Pete Rose. Okay. So you're okay with cheating and betting on your own team? Good to know. He didn't cheat when he was playing. Cheated when he was mad. Anyway. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> he wore the same number as a manager. I don't care. Oh. He didn't cheat when he was playing, man. That dude played hard as hell. Charlie Hustle, dude. Respect that. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was on the Phillies. Got to respect him. Couple World Series, all-time hit king. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I went Bob Cousy. Really Can we get past that? Yeah, I went Bob Cousy, point guard for the Celtics on all of their great teams. Uh, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit with all-time point guards, um, but he was just the steadying hand and the the driving force behind the Celtics teams and the. I think it was early 60s, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, two great choices. I mean, Pete Rose is definitely the more recent thought because, I mean, he's still in the news now. And Bob Cousy hasn't been thought about in decades for most casual right. sports fans. So, I mean, Bob Cousy, Pete Rose, I think those two kind of stuck out between the rest of them. Um I don't know. Who else were you thinking? I, I mean, I honestly didn't think of anybody besides Pete Rose, Bob Cousy. You could go Ernie Banks, but yeah, mm, I mean, not over either one of them. And uh, that's about, that's about it. Yeah. Um, this one, 15 was one of the harder ones, I think for us to come up with multiple like high end ones. I think I thought 15 was the hardest one. Yeah, in my opinion, um, I actually agree more with yours than mine. But for the sake of the conversation, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Bart Starr. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, just one of you know, kind of the first first star of the NFL on you know on Vince Lombardi's Packers teams, uh, first winner of the Super Bowl, and back to back, just for so, yeah. So, but one of the very very first one. Um, and just so for his historical significance um, to my favorite sport, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I think he's an interesting one because I think when you think Bart Starr, you don't think of his jersey number, you think of his team. So yeah. I think a lot of people would probably be surprised that he's actually what he actually wore number 15. Um, I went with the obviously cho- obvious choice. Yeah, I think this is it. It's um, it's Jim Edmonds. It's Jim Edmonds, center fielder <laughs> for the Anaheim Angels and St. Louis. Park. Wait, you didn't you didn't think it was Carmelo Anthony? Uh, he was a close four behind. Oh man! Uh, uh, no, it's it, I think it's Vince Carter. I mean, Vince Sanity. Yeah, he's one of the most exciting players to watch in the nineties. He's still playing. He's still playing. He's still playing. I mean, he his season his career might have ended because we don't know what's going on with the NBA, but still out there playing at 41, something like that. Um, still dunking. Just like not as aggressively as he did when he was 19 and 20. But I just think when I think of Vince Carter, I think of that dunk contest where he did the honey dip and then said it was over. And I think that was in the first Amazing. round. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I still watch it now and I guess it would still hold its own now. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean I think I kind of knew when I put this because I, I did my list after you and I, as soon as I typed in this card, I was like, Matt's gonna think shit. It was that's who I would have gone with. Um but this was one of the harder ones to come up with some guys, I think. Like guys that would be considered the best. Uh, yeah. 
because I don't think you say, I mean, I mean Bart Starr is not in the conversation of the best football player, or best quarterback of all time. Um, and I mean, like there's Carlos Beltran, there's Jim Edmonds, there's Carmelo Anthony. There's a lot of guys. It's just kind of, you know, they're all kind of lumped together. But I think yeah. Vince and Bart are separated, even though I think Bart is more so separated for his team than his jersey number. But mm-hmm. um, 16, 17, 18, we all agreed on. Yep. Um, not hard to pick anybody other than the three that we got. We got uh, Montana, Joe Montana for 16, John Havlicek or Hondo for 17, and Peyton Manning for 18. Not a lot yep. needs to be said about that. I mean, slam dunks on those. Yeah. Up until Tom Brady, Joe Montana was thought of as the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, Hondo, one of the greatest Celtics of all time. Maybe the greatest Celtic yeah. of all time outside of, I mean, he was, he was Larry Bird before Larry Bird. Um, I think at that call uh, in the finals, Havlicek stole the ball. Havlicek stole the ball. One of the all timers. And then Peyton, the greatest mm-hmm. commercial man in all time. <laughs> just and throws a football at a child better than anyone. Yeah, he also played football for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You probably know him better for his all-state commercials or nation. I don't know, whatever. If he's if it's a commercial, he's in it. Yeah. Um, Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's. Although I think he's separating from them a little bit because he was close with Papa, who probably for the best. Yeah. Um, 19, we had four names on here and each of us had different ones. So who are you thinking for 19 and why? So I have a tie between probably the greatest hitter in major league baseball and just one of the most incredible game winning Stanley cup winning snipes I've ever seen in my entire life. Steve Eiserman and Tony Gwynn. Yeah, I think you worded a great one of the greatest hitters. I think Tony Gwynn was the most pure hitter in baseball history. Just he, if he was up to bat, he was going to get on base. He yep. put bat on ball, and he was going to get out there. And then, I mean, Stevie Eiserman. He was like, he was our generation's Gordy Howe for the for the uh, Red Wings. Mm-hmm. So um, I went a little bit more old school. I went either Johnny Unitas or Willis Reed. And I'm going to be honest, I think I only went Willis Reed for that story where, excuse me, he had torn ACLs and came out and played about like six minutes in the finals for the Knicks and they went on to win the series. I mean, granted, he had a great season before then, but I think I only know the name and like people resonate with him because of that story. Yeah. Um, And then Johnny Unitas was one of the greatest quarterbacks in Football history, I mean, for the Baltimore Colts, won a couple Super Bowls. I think he won a couple. Did he win more than one? Johnny, I thought he only had one. He might have, I can do a fact check on He you. did have one because he lost to Namath in that other one. Um, I think it was Baltimore, New York when Namath won. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he set records back then. It was a different game, and he – was throwing the ball all over the place. He kind of set the stage for the passing game to to evolve a little bit. So 
Johnny Yoon and then Willis Reed just based off of name recognition. I mean, I couldn't have told you that he wore 19, but he popped up wrong. Oh, Mike, we really messed up here. Who? So he won He won one Super Bowl, but he was a three-time NFL champion. Okay, so four-time NFL champ. Yeah, I think that's hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like nobody thinks about the NFL before the Super Bowl, which is a travesty. I know. Um, but, yeah, I think those are four good names. Uh, well, three, yeah. Can't go wrong with any of those. Uh, I Things really start to spice up here when you get into the early 20s. Yeah. This is where it got really fun for me. Yeah. Uh, 20, we both agreed on. Uh, greatest running back of all time. Yeah, shit, most, one, of, one of the greatest. Uh, oh, man, don't, don't do that. I mean, I'd say Jim Brown or Walter Payton's better than Barry Sanders. No, Barry Sanders is the greatest to do it. Okay. Undersized on a terrible team, and he, he probably would have led the NFL in rushing. He quit after 10 years. Jim Brown played 10 game seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, And he only played like eight years. I know, and I'm not. I'm not dissing on because I love him. Obviously, as a Browns fan, I, I, just, I think Barry Sanders was Barry Sanders is so fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he could cut on a dime. The shiftiest running back ever, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, it's it's Barry Sanders. Can't argue with that one. Um, there are some good ones at twenty though. Like there, <laughs> there are some really good ones. You have Lou Brock. You have Frank Robinson. Yep. Tony Stewart, NASCAR, and Ed Reed. Yeah. I forget about Josh Gibson. Yeah. It's it's there's some good ones, but I just think Barry is just Barry's above and beyond. Head and shoulders. Yeah. Twenty one is very difficult. Um Yeah, this is this is chaos. Absolute chaos. Who all right, so we were thinking the exact same people, so I'll let you kinda of run through it. Um, who you were thinking and why. Right. So uh, there's Roberto Clemente, Deion Sanders, but they still aren't better than this guy. Tim Duncan. You don't think Roberto Clemente is better than Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan won five titles. Clemente. Okay. All right. Now I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. That's, there's nothing more to say. I mean, if Clemente's life wasn't cut short, he would have been arguably the greatest hitter of all time. And even then, he still is one of the most recognizable names in baseball history. Like, I think outside of 42, 21 should be retired across baseball. That's a discussion for a different day. Um, also, what, I don't disagree with that statement. Also, what he just – I don't know. I mean, I would have picked – I would have picked Dion over Duncan. I mean, granted, yeah, Duncan has five championships, but you're thinking 21 and all-time athletes. I don't think you're thinking of the big fundamental who wears jeans seven sizes too large. And Don't knock his fashion sense. The dude won basketball titles, man. He did. I'm not not. I, I mean, I loved him, Duncan. The big fundamental. He owned the bank shot. <laughs> I just – I would go. You could – you get the same number of points for banking it in as you do just splish and splash in, Mike. That's true. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. I'd go Roberto Clemente. I think he just is historically one of the all like top five names that you think of when you think baseball. A Dominican legend. Career was tragically cut too short. But this was definitely a contentious one. I mean, you also had had LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, I mean, Dion was great for so many years for so many different teams. Also, I saw saw this on Instagram today. Dion bought 21 for the Cowboys for a BMW M3 and like $60,000. Like he was going to have that number. So that's like an all-time baller move. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a tough one to call. Very tough. And I, I mean, it gets harder. That one was tough. It, it, yeah. It doesn't get any easier. No, no. Um, coming on what might be the most difficult decision that I had to make for this entire podcast, but that's a few numbers away. Yeah. Uh, 22, we disagree. Yeah. I think I just disagreed because I wanted to disagree. And I hate the Cowboys, but who do you have for 22? Emmett Smith. I mean, he's the all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Um, and God willing, Frank Gore can stick around for, I don't know, probably another three seasons. That's probably going to stand for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, I hope Frank Gore sticks around because I love Frank Gore. He's one of the nicest guys in the league. But I think that record's going to stick. Um, that record's not going anywhere. I picked Elgin Baylor just because he's one of the great Lakers that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, was on all those like classic teams with Magic and Kareem and all those guys, and was just kind of the uns- unsung hero. And being a Philly fan, I can't, with good conscience, pick a Cowboy for anything. Um, also, why I left Troy Aikman off my eight list because I think he would probably yeah. be a more valuable <laughs> choice than Steve Young. But anyway, um, also we won't get down that rabbit hole. Also, for twelve, we forgot about Roger Stallback. Uh, well, we didn't forget; we just didn't mention him as some of the runners-ups. But, but yeah, I just think Elgin Baylor—he was just as influential for those Lakers teams as Magic and everybody else. We just kind of didn't get the press or the popularity. Um, and this was one where I just disagreed to disagree because that's fair. Because fuck you. But anyway. At least you're honest. Yeah. Um, 23 is obvious. Uh, it's Lou Williams, classic yep. bench player for every team in the NBA. Um, I mean, guy averages 18 off the bench every single year, sixth man of the year. I, I mean, what else What else can you say? It's hard. There's nothing more you can say. No. It's, I mean, there's nobody, just, nobody else that even scratches the surface. There's that scrub LeBron. But he's so far behind. But he also didn't wear 23 his entire career. He, he didn't. I would argue that he so was better. You can't even mention him here. I would argue that he was better as number six. I think he was more dominant. But anyway. Um, well, I don't know. This, he was wearing 23 when he was just taking the Cavs to back-to-back-to-back titles. Or title appearances. And then 1-1 one, one when he averaged a triple-double in the finals. Yeah, well, semantics. Um, yeah, but I guess. Anyway, the real answer is Michael Jordan. Of course. The GOAT. I don't want to discuss that. That's a discussion for another pod. I don't I don't think we would disagree on that. We are not a MJ LeBron GOAT conversation podcast. No, we're anti-Tiger King. Because we know the answer. <laughs> Anti-Tiger King, anti-LeBron versus uh, 
MJ pod and probably a couple other things, but it's 23 is MJ. Uh, that number. Shout out to Kirk Gibson. Yep. Shout out. Kirk. Well. Uh, I don't even know who else. Wore, I mean, a lot of guys were 23, but that are worth mentioning. Shout out Connor Kasser. Connor Kasser. Greatest university of Dayton running back to ever play. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, this one was the toughest one. This was it. Like, you could name these top four and be right, and you could leave the other three off and be absolutely wrong. Um, this was a slugfest. Absolutely. This might be the greatest number in the first 25. I think so. As far as talent. I think so. Um. Who who were you thinking? Give me your thoughts, and I'll piggyback off of what you think because we are on the same page here. All right, I gotta just preface. Okay, I'm prefacing. Don't come and kill me in my sleep at my apartment. Kobe didn't wear 24 his entire career, which he didn't is, wear eight his which entire. Is a no go for your your list, which is a asterisk. Not gonna. I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. So I have a tie. I have a three way tie at 24 because I can't pick one. I can't. Willie Mays, Jeff Gordon, Ken Griffey Jr. I can't pick one. I mean, you can, and you forgot to mention them. It's Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, but whatever. Um, there's so many good ones there. Yeah, I just I, – I had all three of those guys. Also, I included Kobe on my list, but I just wanted to look it up and Google it. And the first, like the top names that came up were Griffey, Willie Mays, Kobe, Ricky Henderson, Manny Ramirez, Bill Bradley, Rick Barry, Jeff Gordon. Rick Barry. Barry yep. Bonds for the Pirates. Uh, Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Miguel Cabrera, Marshawn Lynch, Chris Chelios, Tino Martinez. The list goes on. I mean, Champ Bailey. I forgot he wore twenty four. I mean, come on, folks. Like this number is ridiculous. Um, who did you say was you, like? Who would you if you had to pick one? Who was it? I don't. Um, I'm probably going Griffey. You're going Griffey, the kid. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I mean, one of the most iconic swings in baseball history. Definitely more art. The prettiest thing to watch. I mean, he had his own logo based off his swing, the Swing Man. Yeah. Um, he made baseball fun in the '90s and the 2000s again. Uh, although Matt, uh, if you're going Griffey, he didn't wear 24 for the Reds. He wore 30. And then he wore three, and then he also wore, I think, 17 for the White Sox. So I think I just blew up your mind, and I think you need to repick here. Fuck me. <laughs> well, then I have to go Jeff Gordon. You're going Jeff Gordon? I'm going Jeff Gordon. I'm a pro NASCAR pod. That is a pro NASCAR co-host of this podcast. Uh, I have two NASCAR guys on my first 25. You do. You're right. I totally forgot about Griffey going to the race. I It just came to my mind as I was, as you said that. I was like, wait a second. Um, now I'm really going to get killed in my apartment. Now you're shook. Um, I'm, I'm so shook. I don't even want to talk about number 25. 
I've got to go. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Now you're really, now you're really shook. Um, I know. Or I'm gonna go Willie Mays. The say hey kid has probably the most iconic catch in baseball history. Also had Easily. 660 home runs. A five tool player did everything. Arguably one of the most famous San Francisco Giants. Um, if not for who I'll mention for 25 that, that Matt won't mention. Um, I won't. But yeah, I think I mean Jeff Gordon. If you like guys going fast and turning left, is a good choice. Uh, Bear, uh, Willie Willie Mays is my choice. Um, all right, now let's get into twenty five, and I think you're I think you're spinning a little bit because now you got to. Oh no, you did have another good option. Well, I put you on there. I put Belenikov on there as well. So who were you gonna go with? I was gonna go Barry Bonds. Up until when I just said, "Hey, yeah." Um, yeah, I uh, guess my research, I got excited. My research tailed off a little bit towards the end. <laughs> um, all right, well, I will not make Nikoff. this mistake again. Oh, he has, uh, he has one of the college football, you know, end of season awards named after him. Um, this is an all timer. Um, kind of changed the way the wide receiver position was played. And, um, he wore 25 his entire career. So <laughs> I had to. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm so fucking messed up in the head right now. I mean, you being a Cleveland fan, I'm surprised you didn't go Mark Price, but that's kind of understandable. He's not really yeah. a, a top athlete. Um, I, I'd go Barry Bonds because I don't follow the same rule as you as long as you wear that number. <laughs> Um, I mean, steroids, no steroids. He still has the most home runs in baseball history. Still has the most walks. Like he, I don't think any players ever struck fear into another team more so than Barry Bonds when he was on his shit. Just one of the greatest power hitters of all time. Even when he was with the Pirates and he was skinny, he was still crushing the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. Um, Blitnikoff's a great choice. He does have the wide receiver award named after him. I think uh, – I mean, this was kind of a hard one. Not so much, really. I mean, you could also throw Jim Tomey in there. He wore uh, – Ooh, that's a good one. He wore 25 his whole career for various different teams. Marty St. Louis. He was 26. Was he? Yeah. Um. But I mean, you could also go Sherman, Richard Sherman. I don't think you could. I'm so shook right now. I, uh, I'm just rocking your world right now. I am. I need to just go to, but I just need to go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I go Barry Bonds. You go Blitnikoff. But I, that was that was fun. We went one through twenty-five. Next pod we'll go twenty-six to fifty, whatever. Um, Matt will keep his same rule of have to wear it your whole career, and probably I'll be consistent at least. But I'll do some more research. He'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out. That's why you have a that's why you have a a, a co-host. Yeah, keep you honest. Yeah, and we said we were going to get contentious and we were going to call each other out. Like my list is right and Matt's list is right, and everybody else can suck it. No, just kidding. Um, please, like I said, we're going to post our lists online. Uh, call us out. Give us who we missed, who you think, uh, everything like that. 
But let's have some fun with us. Yeah, this I think this is a good good way to pass the time here. We're uh, we're coming up, st- trying to come up with some good content, fun things to discuss in this quarantine time that we have here, uh, keeping you guys entertained and keep you guys having fun. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, having making the best of the situation. Uh, Matt, yep. Matt, give us a give us a sign off here. You have- yeah, so guys, just uh, you know, stay safe enjoy kind of the little things, you know, fall back on friends and family right now. Um, do your best to, to help out your neighbor and just uh, take advantage of some time. I mean, nobody's doing commutes anymore. Uh, you don't have to worry about going to the office and coming back, have a little bit of time left. So, um, you know, take this, take this opportunity to do something that you've always wanted to do and haven't really had the time to do it or found an excuse. So other than that, uh, God bless. And Mike, we'll be back here pretty soon. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. And uh, this was Three Walls and the BLP. See you guys.